Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Thursday morning, the 5th of March. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. 93,166 confirmed cases and 3,199 deaths across 77 countries in the world. There are 12,744 12, of those cases are outside of China. In terms of the European experience... We have now, through the WHO uh, website, a report of confirmed cases in 2,502 cases in Italy, 240 in Germany, 212 in France, 151 in Spain, and 51 in the UK. And just some uh, brief mentions of things that we did today. There was an engagement across senior officials uh, across the whole of government, considering a number of the measures that we've talked about uh, with you before, those arising out of the expert group that met yesterday. Uh, And uh, it's important to say in the context of all that, we had some discussion and we'll be happy to talk to you in terms of your questions around mass gathering, uh, that there is at the moment, as we see things, on the basis of the information available, no implications that we see for any event, large or small, planned at the current phase in this country. That was uh, the situation at 6 o'clock yesterday when it was also confirmed that there were more cases on the island of Ireland. We were notified by colleagues a short time ago in Northern Ireland of two new diagnosed cases of COVID-19 in that uh, jurisdiction. Uh, One arising associated with travel from Northern Italy, the other arising as a result of close contact of a confirmed case elsewhere in the UK. The Chief Medical Officer Tony Holohan briefing uh, the press at 6 o'clock. By 9 o'clock, the situation had changed again with four confirmed cases. A family of four in County Clare confirmed to have the coronavirus COVID-19, bringing uh, the total number of uh, people on this island from three Two nine in such a short space of time. That's an increase of 200%. And it also sees huge increases elsewhere in the United Kingdom. The chief medical officer there is warning of a significant epidemic being highly likely. Whilst here, the health service executive, chief executive Paul Reid, is saying we can expect a potentially unprecedented situation for the health service. Let's talk about this now with Dr. Mary Scully, who's a G with Abbey House Medical Centre in Navan. And a very good morning to you once again, Dr Scully. And thanks for taking the time to be with us here on the programme this morning. I suppose to some degree this is what was expected, but it's worrying nonetheless. 
Absolutely. Good morning, Michael. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yes, it certainly is a concern for a lot of people. We're getting a lot of uh, worried people ringing in regarding symptoms, etc., and how likely they are to um, catch this virus. So, yes, there's a, there's a lot of concern and anxiety out there. Okay, we're in uh, what uh, they call a containment phase, uh, and there's uh, several phases, four phases uh, in all uh, that governments will use to respond to to this. So we're at the very early stages, uh, but undoubtedly when you see an increase like that, the numbers are small, but the percentages are huge, and it's happening very quickly, 200%. uh, It's uh, not too surprising to see the warnings come from uh, the health officials, and as we can see in the papers today, plans are afoot for the worst case scenario, which would see people being told not to go to funerals or bring their children to crashes, uh, the army being brought in uh, to make sure that public order was uh, in place and indeed uh, to oversee quarantine camps. Well, yes, but I think we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves when we're talking about army and quarantine camps. As, as you say, the numbers have increased, but we're still very much in the containment phase. And, I mean, the good news is really, if there is such a thing, um, that all these cases are defined. They, we know they came from an outbreak area. Um, they've all been, um, you know, uh, had their, their, their details listed and their contacts being done. And there hasn't been any community infection, as in somebody catching it off somebody in Ireland, mm. which would be the start of a more difficult phase to contain. So at the moment... You know, we really are still in the containment phase and, you know, people, you know, really should not be panicking excessively at this stage in time. Mm, That's in the Republic. It's not the situation in the north of Ireland uh, on the same island of uh, uh, because of the two cases yesterday, uh, one of them uh, was uh, transferred to another person from somebody else in the UK. It wasn't uh, that it it, uh, came uh, with somebody from Italy or elsewhere. Yes, it was somebody, but it was a contact from somebody from the UK. So um, it hasn't, I suppose, spread person to person as yet in Ireland. But I think, really, it probably is only a matter of time. And it's fair enough to be kind of preparing for things to get a, a little worse. All right. Mm. Uh, I read uh, as well of uh, a dog in Hong Kong uh, contracting the disease. Uh, so uh, that uh, could pose even greater challenges. Well, yes, I read about that and uh, the dog was quarantined but didn't show any symptoms and really the overall feeling is that this is not something you're going to be able to pick up from your pets. Mm. But you can't teach your pets to wash their hands either, I suppose. Uh, no, that's, but uh, they don't think it's transmissible mm. from pets to humans. Um, you know, that dog might have ha- so showed some pets trace of virus on it but really they do not think that they get, that this is going to be transmissible from pet to humans. Mm. Uh, we spoke before about uh, the importance of hygiene and that's the best advice that people can be given uh, to wash their hands and to wash their hands thoroughly and on an ongoing basis. Yes, you have to remember this is a droplet spread infection so it's not airborne um, so it's not kind of in the air around you. It's spread by infected people coughing, sneezing, etc. Um, and the droplets then landing wherever and that they can be then picked up by an unfortunate person who's close to them. So they say that the droplets can only really spread, you know, at maximum about six feet, even with a good sneeze. 
So, you know, outside of that area, um, you're not going to be coming in contact, contact with it. Okay. Are, are you concerned uh, about how people are reacting to it? Uh, there's a, a lot of anxiety if uh, not hysteria. A local school in County Meath closed its doors yesterday, apparently outside of what would have been the guidelines uh, to that school and uh, is being told to reopen again today. That's correct. Um, I'm not quite sure what the circumstances were where they decided mm. to close for the day, but they have been instructed to reopen. But as you say, there is kind of a certain level of perhaps overreaction to this at the moment. Um, so, you know, people do have to try to read responsible articles in the press, um, responsible media um, output about this, you know, rather than kind of getting, um, you know, freaked out about um things that are maybe not happening at the moment in time. Uh, okay, uh, but uh, something like what happened uh, at uh, that school in County Mead yesterday will send out uh, conflicting messages uh, to parents uh, and that will leave them confused uh, at best. Uh, it's uh, very difficult, uh, I think, at uh, times uh, to decipher uh, what you should and shouldn't be doing. Yes, and that's where, you know, the um, health lines are available and the HSE helpline is available um, there are, uh, you know, um, your GP and there are various other kind of ways of getting information about where your risk is at. So, you know, at the moment, just to be clear, mm. at the moment in Ireland, um, the only way you can have picked up this virus um, at the moment is from having been in an area where there is a current outbreak. Mm. If you haven't been in an area where there's been a, an outbreak, uh, there's no hope of having contracted it. Is that what you're saying? Not unless you've been in contact with somebody else who has a confirmed infection. So they're the only two ways that you can get this virus at the moment is that mm. you have picked it up abroad, where mm. there's an outbreak, for example, in mm. northern Italy, um, or you have picked it up from a currently infected person, such as the few cases that are here at the moment. You cannot, it doesn't just arise de novo anywhere else. So those are the two instances where you can pick up this infection and you can't pick it up anywhere else. Mm. Um, but I suppose you could ask, what does that mean? Because we live in a, a very small world uh, and uh, we're quite often beside people uh, who've uh, come from elsewhere and may be feeling sick or may not be feeling sick yesterday and may be contagious or may, may not be feeling sick yet, but may be contagious. Um, they don't know exactly whether, you know, there can be much transmission from people who have no symptoms. Um, the data from China would suggest that there is very little transmission from people who do not have symptoms and that you only start actively shedding the virus when you do have symptoms such as coughs, etc. Um, you know, so there doesn't seem to be a big risk of transmission from people who do not have symptoms. And that is why the government have taken the, the actions that they are taking at the moment. So they're not closing down schools where, you know, children have come back from half-term holidays in Italy if they have not got symptoms. So that is the reason for that. Now, that may change when things may be disimproved, but that is the evidence for their current actions. Okay, about 80,000 people uh, have had this disease in China. But that's not really a very uh, big amount of people, is it? Uh, I mean, when you're talking about a population of over a a billion, I think the population of China is about 1.3 billion. It really is a a small amount of people. uh, They've managed to contain it somehow. They did, although they use fairly, um, you know, uh, severe methods to contain it. But contain it, they do seem to have done, um, the numbers are decreasing. 
but whether um, you know other countries could get away with the types of containment that China mm. did is kind of a little bit, um, you know, uh, we don't know whether people would accept those kind of levels of containment. Because it would bring the country to a standstill. It would, you know, I mean, mm. pretty much they had countries, or like like, like um, Wuhan was in almost complete lockdown, mm. um, and the government were, you know, effectively forcibly quarantining people. So um, I don't know whether that would be acceptable in different countries. Mm. Can you envisage uh, a situation here where parts of the country will be in lockdown? Uh, well, you know, it's really difficult to predict, mm. isn't it? Um, mm. At the moment, mm. you know, really anything could happen. Um, we're hoping that it's not going to get to that kind of stage, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's an unpredictable thing. This is a new virus where we don't really know how it's going to, to, um, to go in the future. Um, you know, we you know, but um, I was listening to uh, watched um, Claire Byrne's program from Monday night on 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 um, mm. the RTE um, player last night just to see what she was saying, and they had a very interesting um, uh, human uh, behavioural scientist on who said that the even with low probabilities of catastrophic events, that human nature. Um, by being human nature tended to sort of overreact to even very low probabilities and sort of they took the could happen as being very likely to happen. Mm. So we have to remember that, you know, perhaps we don't want to kind of raise panic levels to a level where they're not wanted. We are seeing it already, I think, to some degree with uh, a degree of panic buying. Certainly outside of uh, this country, there's panic buying. I think they're talking about bringing in price restrictions on hand sanitizers and that sort of thing elsewhere. Mm, well, I don't think you can get a hand sanitizer in Navin anyway. <laughs> We've <laughs> okay. been looking yeah. for the surgery. Yeah, they're proving mm. difficult to get. And I, I was asking you, last time I spoke to you, if all of your patients were asking you about coronavirus, even if they were coming into you with a, a sore toe, as the case may be, uh, you said that wasn't really the case uh, then. Has that changed? Yes, it has changed somewhat now, because when we spoke last week, uh, mm. there hadn't actually been a confirmed case. It was only that later that day, I think the first confirmed case, the Northern Ireland one, um, so, yes, there has been certainly a ramping up of um, people's concerns in the last week and people are talking about it much more. Um, not in so much in terms mm. of, oh, you know, my sore toe, could I have a mm. could I have coronavirus, mm. but mm. more just in general, like what do we think about it and what's the risk yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort mm. of thing. Yeah, and uh, I take it uh, people are still getting sick otherwise uh, with sore toes and common colds for that matter. Yeah. Are, are people anxious if they have a cold and wondering if they may have contracted this virus? Yeah, the, we've fielded, I've fielded several phone calls from people with common cold symptoms who then sort of are worrying that they have caught the virus, um, you know, without any other sort of risk factors. They haven't travelled abroad. They haven't been in contact mm. with anybody. So, you know, you have to remember this time of year, um, you know, there's plenty of ordinary common or garden respiratory infections and common colds and even flu still circulating. Mm. And it's far more likely to be something like that. Mm. And the advice is pretty much the same, very similar anyway, that you shouldn't be coughing on top of people. And Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, all these respiratory mm, infections mm, are sort of, um, you know, travel in the same, kind of exactly the same way, so by droplet infection. So same advice about hygiene pertains to them all. Mm. Any thoughts on uh, the position uh, that uh, the HSE is taking and continues to take in uh, respect of St. Patrick's Day? Um. 
it's difficult to say at the moment. I, I do appreciate they're in a very difficult position in terms of um, giving a decision one way or the other. And as Tony Holohan says, at the moment, mm. there is no reason to cancel it. But in another week's time, that could be different. Um, and I think they'll have to can really, it could be a very, you know, um, short-term decision be made, you know, very late in the day. But, um, you know, it's it's nearly an impossibility to get it right at the moment. If people, if they say cancel it, you know, there's going to be, you know, huge implications mm. for the economy, etc. And people, like as I said, who have been, you know, sort of preparing their floats and bands for months and months. Mm. Um, so it would be very difficult to cancel it um, at the moment and it may be an overreaction. But, you know, later in the day, we've still got another... What nearly two mm. weeks um, to go before it? Um, things could have, you know, changed completely by that stage, and it may well be that mass gatherings are going to be a, yeah. a no-no mm-hmm. at that stage. But Our hand could really be forced at that stage. Yeah. At okay, Dr. Scully, thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. Dr. Mary Scully is a, a GP with Abbey House Medical Centre in Navan. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments. Not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.